I mean, can you sum up in a sentence the effect this has had on your confidence? It's, it's just changed my life. I feel like a, a completely new person. I've just turned my life around, you know, things like running, being physically active again. It, it just, I feel like I've knocked like sort of 10 years off me, like in a good way. I feel like I've turned the clock back. I, I don't feel like I'm 35 year old. I would say I feel more sort of someone in my 20s. Brilliant. I feel more alive now than what I have done for years. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Simming Stories. I'm your host, Claire Odom-West. How are you? <laughs> Just sort of demonstrate my week for you before we even go any further. This is a piñata. Piñata that I used for my son's 40th birthday that I amused him with. Just me and my son. Because if you look right back, this is what happened to my week. It just kind of collapsed. It collapsed. So today's episode is a rerun of Lewis Cowie, a fantastic episode. And I know that you, you'll love his energy and is a great inspiration. And I hope this piñata is testament to being able to put on a bit of a, a front for the kiddos. And I think we've got to do that. We can't, you know, we can't just pack our bags and you know up ship when everything goes chaotic when covid arrives on the doorstep so my husband came back this week to say that his manager had tested positive for covid and my husband works quite closely with him so he's had to isolate in the house basically on my son's 14th birthday it was just me and my son which I think, to be fair, I think I need a medal for that. So Sunday was his birthday and, yeah, it was just me and my son watching cringe teen horror type movies together. But it's quite nice, actually. I did him a really nice breakfast. He had his favourite of mango for breakfast. Um, some, I think I did him some chocolate brownies. And then lunch, I did a lovely roast dinner. And then we finished off with the Chinese. So not particularly healthy. But he did enjoy it, and all that I'm saying is, if your week is similar to my piñata, if you're, like, feeling a bit like you've collapsed, I'm sure my audio is not going to like this demonstration. If anybody's listening to this podcast thinking, what the hell is she on about? If you go to my Instagram account, you'll see that, yeah, my piñata, actually, I quite like it, but what I would say is I bought the piñata, and, and then I thought, well, I'm going to hang the piñata, and then my husband's like, you're going to start drilling? I'm like, no, probably not a good, good idea. So we ended up kicking the piñata around the living room to free the piñata of the goodies inside. I'm showing up today just to let you know that it's okay sometimes not be okay. And to be fair, having a, a child's birthday was quite good because it allowed me to refocus my energy. Because, yeah, this week was really testing. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I could show up on the podcast and say, you know, for 2021 we're now going to launch a podcast and produce it on a Tuesday or something and I thought no Claire don't don't even don't even go there and I don't know I'm I'm quite pleased actually that I don't spend hours getting ready to do these like little mini videos because uh, I, I, they just wouldn't happen consistently so I'm here consistently you're here listening consistently and I'm so pleased that you are you know I've had a, a great month of downloads so far and I really appreciate all of your support it's fantastic 
And the thing about Lewis is that, unlike a podcast, Instagram is owned by Facebook. Um, for some reason, he's had a, a problem with his account. So if you can just give him a follow, maybe you followed him in the past and wondered where he'd gone. He's not gone anywhere. He had a problem with his account, but he has got another one. I don't even know if it's the same name, but I know it's slightly different. If you could support Lewis over on Instagram, his Instagram handle is less underscore of underscore Lou. And I'll put the link to that Instagram handle on the show notes. Is introducing Lewis to his rerun of his slimming story. When I moved to London many, many years ago, I went from being in a very physically active job to being stuck behind a desk working in a pharmacy. And do you know what? It, weight loss was just one of them things that never really crossed my mind. And I felt when I was in London, like my diet wasn't particularly good. And I felt from going from that physically active job to behind the desk, everything I was eating, I just felt, you know, I could see myself getting bigger, but I didn't really do anything about it at the time, which I sort of regret looking back. But it's just one of them things where, you know, food education wasn't really my thing. And I kind of knew, as I say, I thought my clothes were shrinking at first and I was kind of blaming everything but myself. And I think it was just one of them things I totally let go out of control. And it, it took me a heck of a long time to get my mindset into the right place to say, right, I actually want to do something about it. I mean, I remember working in the, in the pharmacy and they were doing trials on a tablet called Ally, I think they were. Mm. And I took these tablets and basically what they were is if you ate anything bad, th these tablets would kind of make you go to the toilet straight away. Yeah. But, uh, and I lost, I think I lost something like two and a half or three stone on them. But I wasn't really concerned with weight loss. I just, it, it seemed like a nice idea, but I wasn't really going forward with the effort with it and although those tablets were a bit of a help at, at the beginning I thought it didn't really teach me anything in regards to food education mm. um, and that's when when I moved sort of back home and, and things like that later on down the line I found I found Slimmer World which was a saving grace really. Absolutely so at what point had you reached with your with your weight or you don't have to say your weight if you don't wish to with your size to go through those doors to to feel that you needed to to make a change was it just going home and having seen people after a long period of time that you thought okay I need to do something now um a couple of things really it was um i saw a photo of me and my mother side by side in spain it's um it's on the instagram page and it's a one where i was wearing the, the chelsea top and i think that was at my biggest and I, th I lost when i moved back home my mother was really really shocked and she was mm. always on me case you know you need to start losing weight you need to do this you need to do that but uh, my mind sort of wasn't really in it I think I think the mindset I was adjusting to being back home different job I wasn't very happy in myself and food was like a comfort thing for me I was never really a, a you know a massive drinker I've never smoked 
um, never done drugs, stuff like that. So, you know, food was kind of like the go-to thing that I enjoyed. But when I saw those photos, I thought, right, I'm going to try and lose a little bit of weight on my own. I think I did because I could see the difference in myself, but I was kind of lackluster with it. I, I, my, again, my food education was really, really poor. I found a guy called Graham Walton, who was a taxi driver. Him and his wife done Slimmer World together, and I remember seeing a cardboard cutout of how he used to look and how he was now, and I'm like, wow, you know, there's a normal guy, a hard-working guy from the Northeast. It, mm. it was someone I could instantly relate to. Right. Um, right. So, so I actually messaged Graham directly on Facebook and I was like, look, you know, how, how did you do it? What's, what's your secret? And he said, well, you know, it was, um, it was Slimmer World. So I went away. I had to, had to think about it because my, I, I was kind of dreading Slimmer World because I thought it would be like, I was built up in my mind. It would be like scales in the middle of the room and you'd have to All sort right. of undress them sort of get weird in front of everybody and if you put weight on you'll be shamed out of the group and stuff like that I really thought it was like some sort of like tribal thing um but he really put my mind at rest I asked him tons of probably really stupid questions but um his support was really good I walked through the door and meet me consultant Paula she was absolutely fantastic from day one I couldn't cook to save my life I remember saying that at the Man of the Year finals, um, my first experience of body magic was I tried to cook boiled eggs and I let the water go out the pan, the eggs blew up and I was peeling eggshells off the ceiling. (laughs) And I had a reputation in group of being the person who burns everything. So um, I've come a long way since then. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. So when you were in London, what did you used to eat then? So before... You returned back home and you had this conversation with your mum. What was your normal week? If I'd gone to the supermarket with you, what, what would have been in your trolley? Microwave meals um, a lot of the time, sort of really high in fat, a lot of snacks um, at work. Considering we're a pharmacy and quite health-focused, our office was always, someone would always bring in cupcakes, donuts, stuff from Greg's everything like that and yeah. you know it, I never used to think anything of, of having stuff like that because exercise didn't cross my mind um you, you know it was just bad food education I think and it was a lack of awareness of the implications of the things I was doing right so looking on your Instagram account and I see the a picture of you, your mum on there with with you on that photo that you mentioned yeah. Your mum looks quite a slim lady to me, and you're talking about bad yeah, education geez. around your food. So, was it the case that before you moved to London that you was a slim person, or was it just the fact that you was in London and you turned to food at that point? At what point did you turn to the the food, or is it something that you've always had throughout your life? Um, I was always more active when I was younger, so I was never. I, I was sort of a little bit on the chubbiest side I would say but I was never big big I, I, I went I was quite slim at one point and um, slimmed down with that physically active job I think when I moved to London I'd stopped sort of I had to make a new circle of friends and you know when I was um, working up here it was sort of going out for a few drinks I didn't have any of that really so 
when I was down in London, it would be, you know, a couple of beers by myself on a night, a takeaway probably after that. And I didn't really, as I say, think anything of it at the time. And I didn't really have the sort of mothering influence uh, to say, you know, you, you're going a bit too, too the yeah. other way. So you found yourself at Slimming Worlds and you found these great connections, which is wonderful. How did you find your habits change with your food in regards to the, the cravings? So it's it's great because it's it's brilliant food, isn't it? You can work it around your, yeah. your, your lifestyle and you can find foods that you you enjoy. But what about those foods that you you turn to, like you said, like your sweet treats and you, those yeah. sorts of those sort of foods. Just want to talk me through how that changed. It was kind of two prong approach, really. There was of um, me mother's death sort of played a played a part in it. But at that time, when I found a new job up north, I was being tasked with going to Northern Ireland. I didn't know the place very well. I was kind of in the middle of nowhere, and I really disciplined myself. I would buy. Uh, because I had to go improvise staying in a hotel instead of having the Tempton Hotel meals, which were really, really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I would buy um, leaf salad from, there was a Tesco in a place called Glen Gormley. I would go there, I would pick up salad, chicken, and my treats would be, you know, the, them pop chips if I wanted them, but I would usually just keep them either at work and, and things like that and I was really really disciplined with myself there because you couldn't just skip off to the shop and get a get a bar of chocolate or anything like no. that so that really helped me with the regimented it was torture as well um, mm. I must admit but that the excess it just kind of all fell together a little bit brilliant so this place that you went to in northern ireland was really remote and a place called temple patrick right. i was staying at and i was working between belfast and Larne. Okay. So, Gosh. yeah, it's an interesting place. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare for, for anybody that loves the food and can't just, you know, go out and get something to to satisfy their appetite. But I'm like yourself, sometimes when I have to work away, hotel food yeah. is, you know, there's always that fruit salad, isn't there? That's always there. But then yeah. there's all, also, you know, the hot fudge cake and the cream cakes and the meals, the actual your main meal, tends to be like three times the size of a, a normal meal, doesn't it? It's yeah. like, let, let's impress the guests and see how, how much we can fit onto one plate. So that, that is yeah. fantastic that, you you know, you was able to gain your resolve and, and you got really, really focused on, one on, on that One thing really, that, that tested the resolve was one night they put me in a room and it was right above the kitchen and they had like steak night and curry night and the, all the sort of things of that. Now it's like eating me salad on a night and oh, um, just me playing chicken and salad. And I was like, oh, I can't believe this. This is absolute torture. But I used to go to the gym quite often during the cooking times. So yeah. it was um, <laughs> it, to, to just get away from the nice smell, really. Absolutely, absolutely. That Yeah, that would have killed me. So how long <laughs> was you in that position in Northern Ireland? I would say I've probably done about 18 months in Northern Ireland, I would right. say, altogether. So when you return back yeah. to, is it, New, is it Newcastle? I'm going to insult you now, aren't I? Sunderland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. so when you return back to Sunderland and you saw people from your old swimming group and, and the people that, you, that obviously have not seen you for a long, long time, 
Yeah. At what what point was you in your swimming journey on your return? I would say I was probably about eight stone down at that point. Gosh. And the reaction, some of it was really, really positive. You know, I, I quite liked some of the, the positive comments for it, but some of the people in actually my own office were a little bit negative with it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple of comments like, oh, well, you should never have been large in the first place. It's like, okay, that's not very helpful. No. Um, but they would go out when I returned from Northern Ireland, they would go out and get things like takeaways on a Friday. And they wouldn't even ask, they would say, oh, but you're on a diet, bring stuff in, go, well, I haven't got you anything, you're on a diet. And it was sort of pecking at me all the time, that sort of thing. And that's when I thought, I've come in and I'm not really sort of fitting back in with the office. Mm, definitely. That sounds very passive aggressive. I don't like that yeah. at all. Don't like the bullies. Absolutely not. So, uh, yeah. So did you have to continue then working with these wonderful people? I did for a little bit. And then <clears throat> um, I, one of um, a good friend of mine who, who worked at Caterpillar suggested a job in, in Durham. He gave me a bit of a heads up that there was one coming up. And I applied for that and I've been there for two years. Well, coming up two years now in September. Fantastic. Um, I hope you've had a better reception there. And it's very strange, isn't it, that people judge weight loss and and weight gain. You know, there's a lot of people that I know that regularly go to the the pub at the weekend and drink (laughs) over the, you know, the amount of units that you should in a healthy week, let's say. But they're not the people that getting pulled up about their addictions are they it's the people no, that with, with the weight obviously the weight gain because you can see that visually very strange isn't it and yeah I'm sorry to hear that 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 was your experience when I moved to the new company it was it was such a relief because nobody I, I wasn't sort of defined by me weight loss I was just Lewis instead of right or it's Lewis who's lost a lot of weight it was like a, a clean slate and the anonymous thing of me weight loss was actually like quite a relief. You know, you, you sort of, you define, I think a little bit in my last job, I was kind of defined as a weight loss. I wasn't Lewis who is the go-to person for HR issues or things like that. I was, oh, you're the guy who was really fat before, weren't you? And, th- you know, things like that. And it's mm. like, I, I wanted to be a little bit more anonymous with her. Right, I see. And I guess having that identity and detaching from that with this new role it must have been such such a relief and people just yeah. seeing you for for yourself and, and not having those that those judgments must have been such a weight off your shoulders. Yeah, no, do you know and I was really worried because after the Man of the Year finals my story got published in one of the local papers. Right. And the guys were like God, I can't believe you, you know, you would never have thought you, you had that weight to lose. Um, you don't look like a person who's lost a lot of weight. I don't know what they quite meant by but you know what? They were actually like so, so supportive with it. And right. nobody mentions it. You, you know, the, they don't offer things like biscuits around the room and go, oh, you don't want one, you're on a diet or anything mm. like that. I'm just normal. I fit in and, you know, it, it's great. I like that. That's that's brilliant. That, that's lovely to hear. And I guess from what you've just explained, you didn't want to stand out. You didn't want to be different, which is kind yeah. of a, a polar opposite to becoming 
Simon World Man of the Year as a semi-finalist because obviously you're totally in the the spotlight there, aren't you? So how did you find being nominated for Man of the Year and how was it to be a semi-finalist? Um, I lack a lot of confidence, or I, I did, and my consultant's great for trying to help me build that confidence back up. And she said, you know, you'll be really buzzing when you go to the, the Man of the Year finals, you know, you'll really, really enjoy it. To be honest, it's really out of my normal comfort zone. But the Slimmer World people were, were great. You know, you go there, you you meet like Emil Heskey, you get your photo taken, you, you really put the spotlight, but it's in a nice and positive way. Yeah, it, it's still a little bit out of my normal comfort zone, but I suppose that's all part of the, the confidence building part again, I suppose. Definitely. So with your weight loss now, so you've you've lost a total of? 10 stone, I think one and a half Goodness. pounds altogether. I mean, can you sum up in a sentence the effect this has had on your confidence? It's, it's just changed my life. I feel like a, a completely new person. I've just turned my life around, you know, things like running, being physically active again. It, it just... I feel like I've knocked like sort of 10 years off me like in a good way. I feel like I've turned the clock back. I I don't feel like I'm 35 year old. I would say I feel more sort of someone in my 20s. Brilliant. I feel more alive now than what I have done for years. And have you taken part in like a run club or do you run on your own? I I love love running. Well, well, I say I love running when I'm feeling (laughs) fit. I I do enjoy it. I do I like the community side of it I like the the support and the nurture of it and I like the fact that some like bunch of strangers can motivate me to get off the couch and just to start (laughs) just to start running which is bizarre in itself but um used to really hate running um and it took me a while to get used to it and now I really love it whether it's like a, a park run I do quite enjoy them but usually I just take myself off on a run. I don't even listen to music now with it. It's I just quite enjoy seeing the scenery and things like that. It's something I never thought I would enjoy or, or do proactively as a as like a hobby. So in comparison to Lewis <clears throat> with the excess ten stone, what were you able to do as an overweight person compared to to now? How does that even does it even compare or um, I used to still be able to be physically active. I used to walk quite a bit, I remember, and I used to be able to go to the gym and do a little bit of a cross trainer. But I would find I would get really tired quickly. I had sleep apnea as well, which was not... Right. I think I used to... Well, I was tired all the time. I always remember just used to like suffer with like fatigue quite a lot. I don't know whether it was that, but I was always... I wouldn't like to say I was an unfit big person but I was a person who would maybe only do I would say maybe about 30% effort of what I could have done I think right because of the struggles with the weight I I think I think it was weight confidence and yeah I I, I don't know if it was the sleep apnea as well but I went to the gym but didn't give it a hundred percent no and I think when you do have weight to lose it just things do seem more of an effort don't they yeah so when you're posting on instagram what message do you hope to send to people following your instagram account 
Well, it started off, um, the Instagram account was just to look at myself side by side because in the beginning, I couldn't really see the changes in myself. Uh, I've always kept it as a private account. The following's picked up a little bit, but people would follow me like complete strangers and then say, oh, do you know what? You've inspired me to, to join Slim and World. People come to me for advice, which I thought was really weird. Uh, it, it took me a lot of time to like, get my head around it and people come up and go, oh, you know, you've really inspired me to do this. They would share like a photo, oh, I've done this today, what do you think? And I'm like, really, am I, you know, I think there's a lot more inspirational people than me out there because I think I try to convey a message, but I probably don't do it with a lot of confidence. But right. um, it just kind of grew from there, really. And I, I felt Instagram, even though I'm, I'm a bit against social media myself, I don't really like Facebook and things like that. And I'm quite a private person. Um, I just found me com- it helped my confidence grow a little bit. I thought I'm doing twofold. I'm seeing changes in myself and I'm actually helping other people as well, which I really like doing if I can, if I can support anybody, I would. That That is really, that is really nice to hear. And, and, uh, and that is, that is great because not everybody is, both coming on on Instagram to help out you know one another so that is lovely that you're able to support people and do you feel that Instagram in particular is helping to like break barriers for men who are looking to be inspired with their own weight loss and their own weight loss goals? I I hope so with with social media I mean uh, that was the only way I joined Slimmer World because uh, you know I was looking at it it was groups predominantly women um, I even sort of saw my consultant Paula and I was thinking I don't really want to speak to females about joining Slimmer World because um, nice. they'll just say oh go on go there I had to see somebody complete their journey a little bit before I felt the need I could approach that person and speak to them about it so Graham really was, it was a fluke that I found him. Yeah. Um, because the, I've seen some of like, you know, previous men of the year, other Swimmer World members, and I couldn't really relate to them. But no. Graham was like a bus driver, uh, sorry, a taxi driver um, before he became a bus driver. He's from the Northeast. His story sort of mirrored me on at the time. And I thought yeah he's a guy I can relate to so if he can do it I can and that's the message I try to sort of put out there now that that is lovely and it's it's nice to hear that your confidence is is taking a boost and, and and what's what's for the future for you Lewis what what would you like to do in five years time that you would never have dreamed of doing with your excess weight what do you think's ahead of you I wonder that as well as you know, doing my own job and things like that. I really want to try and get good at DIY and house renovation and right. um, and, and things like that and get like, and, and sort of do a little bit of project management with things like that and be very hands-on, which I never, ever have been. I'm absolutely useless at DIY <laughs> by my own admission. But doing something that's like quite hard labour, labour-intensive sort of work, that would be quite nice to do to, build something up definitely it's nice to have those goals isn't it and yeah especially you know obviously you've had your weight change and you're now feeling a lot fitter 
it's it's lovely to have those things just to to focus on. And it's like you said, you know, you feel like a twenty five year old yeah. because you, you carried that weight for all those years, and now that that's behind you, and there's no wonder that you feel so energized because of of this weight, and it makes you wonder, doesn't it? You know, I've interviewed quite a number of guests now, and I think Davy was the guest that has lost the most so far, sixteen and a half stone. Wow. And you just think, don't you? How how can you walk around with that weight and not feel in in constant pain and also yeah. I've been lost all that weight how does it feel so can you just explain that the difference of being 10 stone lighter just not regards to the fear but just being physically 10 stone lighter how does that affect your working week with that with that gone well, I think, like, firstly, it's helped me get into the job that I'm in now because I worked in a sort of HR and recruitment background and I think I was looked adversely upon because of my weight. And I think that that had a real knock-on effect on me confidence. But physically, I feel more alert. I wake up every day and I actually I feel awake. I feel alive. When I was carrying all that weight, I just without a pun intended it sounded like felt like I had the weight of the world on my shoulders from the mm. moment getting up and I couldn't wait to get to bed all the time I was always constantly tired and I mm. felt like I was just sort of sleeping my life away I could um, go to bed on Friday at about eight o'clock and not wake up till two o'clock in the afternoon on the Saturday and things like that and now um, I just feel alert all the time. I feel more responsive and it just feels like the switch has, has gone on and that I'm is, bright and alert. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's what you need, definitely. And are you able to go out and get your runs done? Yeah, um, I managed to get nearly seven miles done yesterday, which which is good. And, you know, it's things like that where I would, um, you know, I could barely walk that sort of pit with, with 10 stone. I remember really, really struggling um, mm. to get my breath. To do, and I'm like I'm running the same routes that I used to really struggle to walk, which is it's wow. weird. That that it, it is, isn't it? It really, really is. And just look how far you've come. And yeah. you know, you, you you're on Instagram, and I've I've looked at your page, and it is really, really inspiring. So if anybody'd like to follow you on Instagram, what is your Instagram handle, Lewis? Um, it's S W underscore Lou L E W L E W that is brilliant so thank you very much for joining me today Lewis it's been a pleasure and I know that your words will inspire people just to just to keep at it and not to give up even though we've got this COVID-19 absolutely not (laughs) yeah I mean I've had a a couple like a little bit of struggles a little bit of hiccups with it um you know a lot of people seem pressured to do like oh you know you must do a Joe Wicks thing every morning and things like that and I haven't really sort of kicked myself to do that but over the weekend I've really thought you know what I'm going to rein myself in I'm going to do my runs I'm going to take the dog on a long walk he's been with me the whole whole journey as well he the dog's (laughs) lost weight as well Um, (laughs) what's your dog's name uh, Woody He's Would a, he? Yeah, Bless. he's a Rottweiler. Um, right. <laughs> he was 10 stone and he's now um, a healthy eight stone. Very uh, good. Well done, Woody. That's a first, that's a first for slimming stories. <laughs> Love to, I need a picture now of your dog. So yeah, uh, I, yeah that is, so does a dog go running with you? 
He doesn't do running nut because when he was carrying too much weight, he damaged his cruciate ligament. Right, I don't know that what that is. That was the tribute. <laughs> it's like um, part of his back leg. Right, okay. Um, and it was ruptured and uh, part of the thing. So, you know, he's got to try and lose weight as well. So I had to build his walking back up and he's, Aww. you know, helped build up alongside me. I thought it's cruel yes. to have a overweight dog and yeah um, i guess i guess if he was to run with a rottweiler he'd probably get people like running the opposite direction so i definitely need a picture now of of woody and before and after and i'll put that on my uh on my instagram definitely oh bless that's lovely so it's great that you're inspiring people do you have one piece of advice that you could give to somebody that is just struggling just to get back into it especially in lockdown yeah, I think having a goal and taking before and after pictures is, is key because you, you change as you, you don't, you get hung up by that number on the scales and it doesn't always reflect. Actually, you know, you might be losing. Um, I was only starting to lose weight on my neck first and I, I was losing weight, but I wasn't seeing it in myself as well. And I always just think, you know, just, just keep on, keep in mind why you signed up the Slimmer World or whatever weight loss plan you're on, why you've done it in the first place. Mm. Um, think about why you were unhappy the way you were. Just keep things like that in your mind all the time. And, you know, food was always a comfort for me as well. And always think, is there anything else I can do? Instead of going to the fridge or going to get chocolate, take yourself out on a walk, remove yeah. the what my consultant would call, you know, you've got like your danger zones and um, just try and take yourself away from, from that whenever the temptation comes in. That really Brilliant. helped me as well. That is great advice. So thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, and thanks. take care. And I hope you get through COVID-19 happy and well. Yes, same to you <laughs> as well. All right. <laughs> That's been great. Thanks, Claire. And I know that this episode is is a golden episode and I know it will help to inspire people that may have not listened to this episode before or even if you've listened to it in the past. In terms of self-esteem, you know, we talk about the scales, we talk about the weight, we talk about the clothes fitting, but in terms of, you know, your actual self-esteem and your self-worth, just look at what a transformational journey Lewis has been on. And this could be for you. This is all in the cards for you for 2021. You know, I know a lot of people listen that maybe have more than a couple of stone to lose and it's lost over 10 stone. Such a great episode. And I'm hoping for a better week this week. I'm going to keep pushing through. I'm going to keep on, keep pushing through. You know, 2020 was heavy. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel for 2021. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. I really do appreciate it. Until next week, take care.